0: From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast, Your Life, the Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life, the Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up.
1: You're listening to
0: Headliners, the podcast featuring the best and brightest of entertainment from all over the world. Now here's your host, Greg Howard Jr.
1: her single Your Angel is out right at this very moment and her next single Girl in Your Story is out on December 15th. Please welcome the absolutely incredible really blonde. Hello.
2: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I'm 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 very excited. I have I've quickly fallen in love with uh your music. So Oh my so gosh. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, thank you. Well, I'm flattered i'm honored really
1: (laughs) (laughs) so uh, tell me about uh your angel and girl in your story
2: totally um you know i mean it's just crazy as a musician because anytime you're releasing something it's always like this song is two years old at this point you know and i i know it's not a unique experience as a as an artist but yeah i've been working on these for a very long time and um as I finally decided that I wanted to put them out, I found that they kind of were working together as this sort of like two sides of one coin or, you know, two sides of kind of my personality or or who I am or who really Blonde is. Um, so your angel is really just, um, it's a revenge song. She's, she's petty. She's angry. She's out for blood. She's our villain. Um, and I love her for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to just scream it out, you know? Um, so that's really what she's all about. And then on the other side of the coin, girl in your story is kind of a a softer, a more vulnerable, um, romantic ingenue. Um, sort of a rebirth after oh my god, my fucking alarm. Sorry. <laughs> it's so annoying. I'll I'll turn it off. Then I'll start over. Okay, we're good. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, okay. Yeah, Girl in Your Story is more of our um, our romantic lead, our ingenue. Um, she's sort of a, a hopeful rebirth after, you know, <laughs> perhaps being done <laughs> dirty one too many times. So there's always like a little light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that's kind of uh, what she's about. So I do feel like they kind of go hand in hand. And um, they're very, very different. But I feel like after putting out my first project a few months ago, I kind of wanted to give people a little bit of an expansion on who the really blonde character is and, uh, you know, kind of all of the different flavors that she can bring to the table. Love it.
1: So, on a scale of one to 10, how excited about life are you right now?
2: <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm pretty burnt out at the end of the year right now, to be honest. So I feel like I'll put it at a solid eight. Um, I think with a little bit more sleep, I could definitely get to a ten.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> but that's I'm- completely fair.
2: That's fair. Um, But I really am feeling quite, like, grateful for, you know, everything that I've accomplished um, coming towards the end of the year here. I feel like I always get quite nostalgic in December because it's like my birthday comes up and the holidays and everything. So I start really, like, reflecting on everything that I've done. So... It's uh, it's bittersweet, but I, I'm very happy to have, um you know, really pushed myself this year to put out these projects and um I'm kind of giving myself a tap on the back for even having new music to come out right now because Fantasy, the first EP, really, it came out in June. It was really not that long ago, so I'm excited. I'm really excited to kind of just keep chugging along with this and I'm really excited to see what next year has in store.
1: What has been for you the career highlight so far
2: Uh, i think the career highlight and you know it's really hard when you start off strong (laughs) i think (laughs) has really been um uh recording fantasy as like the first single and then sort of being the title track of this first ep um it really was like my dream to direct produce the music video for this song and just kind of deliver her as this perfect package to the world um and I don't know it was it was just a dream it was sort of a pipe dream for many years I've been working as a photographer and director with other musicians for about five six years now in New York and sometimes in LA and making music videos for people making visuals for people and um I finally got to do it for myself. And so it was a lot of work because I'm very hands-on um, and I'm very particular. So I kind <laughs> of have to be. Um, so it really was just a huge undertaking. And I truly believe at the time I was working on all of this, that there was some other greater force Um plowing me through this I I felt a little crazy at all times um but I'm so glad that I you know followed through with everything so really being able to direct and produce this like dream music video that I had in my brain for so long and um finally kind of step into the spotlight in that way and then um finally release it with a really fun uh debut show release party at Heaven Can Wait um everyone has always said that Valentine's Day is like quote, my holiday, because <laughs> as a photographer, I always went really hard on the Valentine's Day content. Um, so when Fantasy came out, we released it on Valentine's Day, it all just felt like the the bow on top, like it felt really fitting. And um, yeah, and everyone just came out to celebrate, and we had a big party. And I had another friend, um there doing photos for people in the back room, we had Polaroids, like a giant cake, it was just yeah it was really really awesome um i think i'm still trying to like climb to that high again (laughs) again (laughs) it's hard when you start strong but
1: (laughs) so in a in a landscape where it it feels like that everybody is putting out music right now what sets really blonde apart from everybody else
2: you know, I try not to get on a high horse about being, like, so original or anything, because I I find the originality debate, like, very fascinating, but kind of exhausting, because I feel like everything really gets kind of regurgitated and uh, reworked, and, you know, we don't live in a vacuum, so I don't know, I could go on for ages, but I do think that what kind of sets my work apart is um, my kind of visual background and the fact that I am sort of doing this with the intention for each release to have very curated, very specific visuals. Um, this is kind of what it's all about for me is like crafting this very specific visual world that my music can live in because this is like how my brain works. This is how I've approached every client job in the past. This is how I've approached working with any other friends and musicians. And you know, finally, I'm just getting to do my own version of that. Um, and if you go back to my past photography work over the you know the past yeah five six years or so I've done a lot of self-portraiture I've done a lot of projects sort of like exploring my identity through my past relationships through different kind of female tropes female stereotypes I love to do like a drag makeup look like I love to kind of build these characters out of myself and I think for a while I I knew I liked doing this, but I just didn't really know, like, what what to do with it. I didn't really know where it went, you know. And obviously, you can do photos, you can have a gallery show, like, that's all good and fun. But just kind of felt like there was something missing. And so, you know, finally kind of <laughs> introducing the music element to it, to me, finally has, like, tied it together. I'm like, oh, right, like, this is kind of what I've been building this whole time. It just was sort of missing that last, like kind of like 3D element so that's really how I think about it now and I feel like I'm just kind of working to keep expanding that world of like who she is and what her world looks like so it's me it's a character I think that's kind of what the fun of music is is being able to explore uh not to (laughs) explore the fantasy of it all (laughs) (laughs) you know um but yeah so I do hope that People kind of see my work and and see the the effort and the intentionality I'm putting into, like, not just the music itself, but the whole kind of overarching vision. Because I kind of feel like it is like a package. They don't really stand alone for me.
1: So if you had to choose one hashtag to describe all that Really Blonde is what would that hashtag be? Oh, God,
2: that's really hard. Um, Braddy.
1: Nice.
2: (laughs) I feel like that has been for a while sort of the thing that, um, like, tonally or, you know, lyrically, attitude-wise, that, yeah, like, when you ask what makes it different, you know, because I... I knew I wanted to make music for a while I sort of noodled around I taught myself guitar I knew I needed like the foundation first and I had a bunch of little demos that I wrote that just were not really hitting it for me and finally when I wrote fantasy something clicked where I was like oh like she's kind of a bitch like (laughs) (laughs) I was like yeah like I'm sarcastic and like you know I don't take myself too seriously like this is my personality like is you know kind of brash kind of funny and so I realized that you know I was kind of sitting at home writing all these like sad girl songs and I was like this is like not really who I am though like when I'm at my best you know when I'm at my best like I have a sense of humor and um I just think it's so important as an artist to like have a lightness about things oh my god my buzzer so annoying um to have a lightness about things and not take yourself too seriously. So finally, when I figured out like the attitude of really blonde, I was like, Oh, like she's bratty. Like she's kind of, you know, she's like pissed a little bit. Like, she's going to tell you about it, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm still laughing. Like it's not that serious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's the best career advice that you've ever been given?
2: Uh, I don't know if it's really just like one one nugget of advice, because I feel like if I'd gotten one nugget of advice, it probably would be to not pursue music. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, You know, but I was already a photographer, so it's not really like I'm, you know, making a huge jump between artistic career paths. Um, But I think that it's really just been a lot of years of sort of learning, like, professional boundaries. And I think that coming from a place of already being, like, a freelancer and working with you know, artists my age, and, like, even a ton of my friends, you know, it's been a very long, like, learning process of how to kind of engage with my work um, in sometimes not a super emotional way, and um, be able to, you know, professionally exist, and make a living, and have contracts, and have paperwork, and, you know, like, just sort of prepare yourself to be protected, and in order, like, Prepare yourself to be protected and do your job in the best way possible so that you and both the client are really happy. And obviously like that, it plays a little bit of a different role when it comes to music and being the artist. But I think that coming at it from this background, I've been able to, you know, pay more attention to, okay, what paperwork am I signing? Like, how does the nitty gritty of all of this work? I already kind of know how I exist in professional relationships with people, and I think that's a really important skill and something that, you know, not one person can just give you the full rundown. I think it just comes from years of experience and actually being out there and ha- having to deal with issues and deal with different weird things that come up and just kind of getting all your, your shit in order so that you can, um, you know, just have everything go as smoothly as possible. So I think that that's kind of a a thing that people don't really think about sort of the behind the scenes of any sort of creative industry and like how you're going to carry yourself.
1: Who is the dream collaboration for you?
2: Oh gosh, probably like Avril Lavigne um, or Liz Fair. Those are kind of like my two huge ones where I just feel like, their career is so impressive, and they still are such big names after all these years. I just went to see the Liz Fair tour like last week, and I I cried like five times. I was just like so taken with the whole thing. Um, just to, yeah, to see these amazing female artists that. Made such an impact on the music industry and had been kind of able to hold their own even after starting out so young and still putting out music and still, you know, playing shows like it's just so amazing. It it kind of it gives me hope that, you know, there's there's longevity to this. If you really, you know, strike it right or hit the right uh, chord with people, Um, you can kind of like keep doing this for a very, very
1: long time. Do you have a favorite time of day?
2: (laughs) Favorite time of day? Hmm. I think music-wise it is funny because my, like, magic hour tends to be, like, one to two in the morning. (laughs) When I'm sort of just, like, in my living room, in my vibe. I'm on some idea. I'm on some guitar riff. Like, I don't know. Um... Sometimes I don't even know how I've landed with, like, the demos that I have because it almost just feels like something else, like, takes over my body and then, like, four hours later I just, like, have this file and I'm, like, <laughs> oh my god, like, how did that happen, you know? Um, so I am a bit of a night owl. I do kind of find that, like, at a certain time of night maybe, you know, the veil is a little bit thinner and you can kind of channel things that you wouldn't be able to otherwise.
1: What are the three things that you cannot live without?
2: Mm, Food. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's like an obvious one, but I am really, I mean, I live in New York City. I love to go out for a nice dinner. Um, I just, it really fuels me. So I know it's not related to music, but that is my truth. Um, And then I know obviously corny, but like music, I really like would not be able to be here and thriving in any capacity if I didn't have so much music in my life. I feel like I'm at a show like, you know, every week, if not multiple times a week. Um, There's just something that live music does for me, for my soul that I don't think like anything else can really compare with to a point where like I... Used to like leave shows and like crash so hard and be like, what now? And like try to listen to the album and I'd be like, the studio version isn't the same. Like, <laughs> you know, like, but that's why it's amazing being in New York because there's just like an endless plethora of amazing like artists and underground stuff that, you know, you, yeah, you could be at a show every night. But there's just so much to discover. Um, and then what's the last thing that I couldn't live without? Honestly, all my friends, I know it's like corny again, but it's true. I feel like I really have such an amazing kind of like group of people around me that particularly in the past couple of years of being like, I'm going to switch my career and I'm going to put out music. You know, um, everyone has been really, really supportive and, you know, kind of didn't really bat an eye and was just like, yeah, you, yeah, of course you are like, <laughs> and we and we will be there, you know, and they have been. So it's um, yeah, I really don't take it for granted.
1: So if you could go back to the minute that you decided you were going to pursue music, knowing everything that you know right now, would you do anything differently?
2: You know, I wrestle with this a lot because I feel like, you know, I'm about to turn 28 and um, I see all these other amazing musicians like kind of coming out of the woodwork at like 21 years old like 20 22 years old and they're already so fully formed and you know I sit here and be like damn I feel like I'm kind of behind on all of this like you know and it's hard to not compare yourself to other people especially when there's just so much of it around um but I've really come come to peace with sort of my timeline and my process of how I ended up here I think that I had a lot of, like, living and experiencing to do before I could even really, like, use the music as a way to figure myself out. I really feel like that's what it was for me at the time, Um, and I think that in the way that I want to be producing all of this music and all of this art, in the the production level of what I wanted to do this and build this visual world for my music, I would not have been able to do that if it had been any earlier than when I did it because I needed to have, you know, multiple music videos of production experience and coordinating and Just all of the little details that people don't think about when it goes into creating something like this. And if I had not had all that experience already, I would have been flailing. There would have been no way I could have done all of this in the way that I wanted to and... I think that that's just kind of like the universe putting me on my correct timeline and my correct path. So I've kind of like settled down with, you know, where I'm at with it. And I think that I'm in a good place to now keep doing this and keep learning as I'm uh, growing through making new music and again, making new visuals, starting to work with new people. So I don't know. I don't think I would really change anything. I think I'd probably tell myself, you know, you're going to have a few songs that you think are going to be the one before it's going to be the one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but I think that's kind of true for anybody. And, you know, obviously I did kind of figure that out on my own. So I don't really think I would change anything. Um, I think that I'm kind of where I need to be right now.
1: What do you think is the weirdest word in the English language?
2: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um... Hmm. I didn't prep for that one. I don't know why it comes to mind. onomatopoeia. I just feel like it's it slides off the tongue weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I also think that's a good one. I also think about that. If there's another one that pops into my mind,
1: that's that one. That one's good. It's you know, <laughs> you,
2: it feels like the obvious answer to me. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah and and far too many vowels
2: yeah just too many way too many (laughs) try and put that in a song
1: (laughs) what's at the very top of your professional bucket list
2: oh i think i would love to go on a tour i feel like my goals right now seem kind of like small compared to you know if you ask some people they say i want to sell out you know, uh, a huge venue, I want to play an arena, I want to tour with Beyonce, like, I don't know, I think I've never really, it's never been about that for me, it's always just been about being able to express myself and make the work that I want to make, and have that be received, like, positively, um, or just received at all, (laughs) like, so, I don't know, I'm going, yeah, I'm going very one step at a time, but When I look at this year, I really would love to, yeah, go on a tour with another artist, even if it's a small one. I, again, am all about the visuals. So as I start to think about the next EP, I'm getting very excited about planning the whole visual world for that. So that's kind of big on my list right now um I would love to like have one of my songs in a movie or a tv show I feel like that would just be really fun to see and um just to know she kind of exists outside of my world as well and is building you know the world of of someone else so um I think that's kind of like top of my list right now um it would be fun to play like a festival I think just because you could see so many other amazing artists and like I'm sure you just meet a ton of really cool people. I think I've also been, like, involved in shows in so many different ways of, you know, obviously just going to shows as a as a viewer, but then also I've, I've shot a lot of shows as a photographer. Um, I've been, you know, in many a green room, kind of hanging out, <laughs> catching the whole vibe with everyone. So it's fun now to kind of play my own shows. And so um, I think I'm sort of like... Instead of living vicariously through other people, I'm finally, like, doing that for myself. So, just kind of, like, being able to ride that and see where that all goes.
1: Is there an artist whose career path inspires you?
2: Hmm. There's a ton of people. I know I always talk about Liz Fair, but I really can't stop talking about her just (laughs) because I find her so inspiring, but... I just think it was awesome that she, um, you know, she started out with her kind of grungy, like indie rock sound and, you know, made her girly sound tapes and, uh, got this record deal and put out her work that was like pretty well received. And then, uh, you know, once she's kind of in a bit of a spotlight, uh, Everyone says that she's sold out, but I think that her pop album, her, like, self-titled pop album is, like, one of the best albums of that we have. Like, I think <laughs> it's an amazing piece of work, you know, and um, I don't personally think that she lost, like, her songwriting sensibility in that. I just find it amazing that, you know, she's able to make a living for herself because that's kind of what you have to do at some point. I mean, especially with the industry now, it's kind of impossible to, like, make money off of (laughs) making music, and so I think, like, as a woman at that time in the industry, kind of, like, on her own, doing her own thing, um, sort of just making choices for herself that could further her career and in a way that I feel stayed genuine to her own sound, and I also just find it amazing when artists can kind of, like, hop between genres, because I think that it's very strange that the music industry sort of expects people to stay in kind of one genre box for like their whole life. And I feel like genre labels are so kind of fluid now anyway. Um, But I really, I really love when an artist can kind of like embody different sounds throughout their career, but still, it's still them, you know, it doesn't feel like they're, you know, putting on a weird performance or that, yeah, they just, they just listen to whatever the label said, and now they're making this, you know. And I feel like Liz Fair has been a really good example of, you know, kind of being able to to run her career in all the directions that she needed to, and and clearly it works because like she's on another tour right now, you know, of the anniversary of Exile and Guyville, so it's really amazing.
1: And I feel like in the case of Liz Fair's pop album, the the way I took it was not that she sold out that you know she was in a place in her career where she could go you know what i want to try this right and see what exactly happens.
2: yes 100 percent. i was gonna say i think i saw in an uh an interview a quote with her where something she was talking about that album she said i don't know i just wanted someone to hear you know, um, I think it was Why Can't I specifically, you know, like the single off of that album. Because I just want someone to hear it maybe in, in the grocery store or in the bowling alley and have them go, huh, this is pretty good. I wonder who this is. And then, you know, once they look me up, then they could just get lost in all of my music and maybe have some sort of moment with me like that. And I just think that's so awesome because, you know, it's such a... Sort of a genuine like hope <laughs> for your music, and also that's sort of how I felt about Liz Fair. Someone I didn't, I hadn't heard her music like ever, I don't know how, and uh, someone told me that I gave them Liz Fair vibes, and so I was like, Who are you talking about? And I looked her up and yeah, I heard one song and I like completely fell down this rabbit hole of being like, oh my God, like who is this person? And all of this music she has, like it was like opening a treasure trove, you know? And it just, yeah, it felt like a spiritual experience. So I felt like reading that quote from her, I was like, that is what I did, Liz. Like you, you <laughs> got it. Like, <laughs> it's just really cool.
1: So other than your own music, what are you listening to right now?
2: Oh, gosh, my, we just had, like, the Spotify wrapped, or I use Apple Music. I know, it's, like, everyone, like, shits on Apple Music, but (laughs) I use (laughs) Apple Music, so I had my, like, Apple Music wrapped, and I just thought it was funny, because my top artists are, like, kind of all over the place. Um, I love pop punk, and so, like, my top band was this band, Meet Me at the Altar, um, who I also only found recently, and so I'm, like, oh, gosh, I really have had this, like, fully on repeat, um... (laughs) Um, So I've been listening to a lot of Meet Me at the Altar. Um, I think they're so good, so catchy. Just um, I love to just I love pop punk because I love to sing. I love to belt. And so I love an album that I could just rip, rip through. Um, It feels very cathartic to me. And so I love that shit. Um, And then I also have really been obsessed probably in ties with the Liz Fair obsession. I have been loving um, Blonde Shell recently, and I saw her open for Liz Fair on the tour, and she was fantastic. Um, I also saw her play opening for Muna in October in LA, and just incredible vocals. Like, she really has kind of a timeless, like, star power to her, and I'm really excited to see kind of where she goes from here because this is, like, her debut album, and she's already on this huge tour. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of that, um yeah I'm sort of all over the place I go through phases where I'm in a huge pop punk moment and yeah I'm listening to my Avril Lavigne I'm listening to my meet me at the altar um and then I'll kind of go back into my like indie rock cloud and um (laughs) maybe some (laughs) more like moody stuff you know it really just depends on my mood
1: what's a book that you feel like everybody should read
2: Mm, everyone should read. I'm like looking at my bookcase. Um, Oh, there's this one book that I read a while ago called Pop Song that has kind of just a bunch of different essays about pop culture, art, music, and sort of like what makes things stick with us. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a good one for artists to sort of gnaw onto if they want something to think about.
1: Are you a coffee person or a tea person?
2: Mm, Drinking my tea right now, but normally I am a coffee person. Um, I probably am just like dependent on caffeine like the rest of the population, (laughs) but I do love my coffee in the morning. Coffee in the morning and then tea at night. That's kind of how I am.
1: (laughs) Window or aisle seat?
2: Ugh, aisle. I got long legs. (laughs)
1: if you had to pick a theme song to describe where your career is right now what song would you choose
2: oh my gosh like a song by someone else
1: (laughs) it can be one of your songs if you want
2: um because i i sort of am like you know working on this new project and you know it's kind of the weird dissonant thing of being an artist of, you know, releasing super old music right now and promoting that online really publicly and then sort of in the background, like being onto a whole new chapter of stuff. So, um, you know, nothing is like 100% set in stone at this time, but I do feel pretty confident I can, you know, at least give a little sneak peek. But uh, the next sort of chapter of work that I'm working on is um, under this working title of star of the show. And so I have, title track star of the show. Um, And I think it's sort of my evolution from, you know, fantasy being sort of like, well, what if I did pursue my dreams? What if I looked at my life in a little bit of a different way? What if I really committed to this? You know, who could I be? Could I do this? And, and the it's sort of like the answer to all of that of being like, yes, yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm here. And, you know, I sort of I've created this whole life for myself I wanted to perform so I found a way to do it I wanted to make music so I found a way to do it and so you know you have to kind of romanticize your own life you kind of have to prioritize the things that you want to make your time here worth it and so for me it's I have made myself the star of the show and so that's kind of the world I'm living in right now is um living my little fantasy um I am the star of the show
1: (laughs) If you were stuck on a desert island, who are the five people that you would want with you?
2: Uh, my best friends. I have my like kind of core group of friends um that I grew up with that I I we see I, I see them every Monday. We have our little pasta night. We watch The Bachelor like really religiously. <laughs> um so that's my core, my core group. I think it would be the four of us and then um maybe like my cats as two could like count as one person. And I think that would be my five.
1: (laughs) So in 10 years time, if I invited you back on the show, where do you see yourself then?
2: I see myself as having a large curated catalog of music, uh, visuals for everything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know that, um, in my mind, I, I'm very particular, and I, you know, I do really plan all this stuff out, and so in the short term, I, you know, I said fantasy was kind of my pop-punk era, and then I already kind of knew that, like, the next chapter, which will be this star of the show, is going to be sort of my more indie rock, like, kind of shoegaze moment, and then after that, I've I've always joked that I'm ready to go full circle and just go country, and so that's kind of, like, what's on the horizon, so I don't know. I think about what comes after that. And I'd like to think an album, you know, and, and after that, maybe another album. And after that, maybe another, you know, I think it's uh, it's a gift to be able to do this and I'm going to do it as long as I can. And as long as it serves me. But I also think that I see a lot of musicians sort of spiral over like, how am I going to keep doing this forever? And if I don't do this, what the fuck else am I going to do? Pardon my French. Um, But it is a real crisis that we all go through Um, I think because I've come from a unique background of, you know, doing a lot of different other mediums of work, um, I try to, you know, just trust in myself and trust in the universe that even if music stops being the thing for me or if I burn myself out on this and I need to take a break, there's always going to be a different artistic outlet for me. And so you know I continue to do my creative direction work and production work for other artists on the side while I'm also doing my own project and so I'd like to hope that I can keep doing that as well and so I would like to say in 10 years that I would have a very large portfolio of creative direction production work for myself and for others um, and to be able to kind of have those things coexist and um you know, just speak to a testament to the work that I've done and, and kind of the community that I've created here. Because um, I don't really want to give up any of it. And I feel like we don't really see enough artists that are kind of involved in every aspect of it or that are able to sort of pursue, like, multiple career paths at once. You know, I um, I've always kind of seen myself that way. Even, like, when I was in high school, I was, like, very determined to kind of do it all um and um you know i'm still determined to do that so <laughs> i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep trying
1: so tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on your music
2: oh you can listen to really blonde on any streaming platform that you choose um you can also check out my instagram at really blonde um you can watch the videos on YouTube um I think the handle is just really blonde. I don't know look (laughs) it up you'll find it um (laughs) but I do really recommend if you like the music at all to really go watch the music videos it really is like the full you know cinema experience and um I want you to have that so
1: Well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me about your, your music and, and all your projects. I've enjoyed this so much.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, um, it's really nice to talk to you. So thank you for taking the time as well.
0: Thanks for listening to headliners. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. Headliners is a, your life, the mixtape media, LLC production in association with Rod Wharton productions, all rights and trademarks reserved.